This is HBR News number 343. Do not ask for whom the truck honks, it honks for thee. Where we will reflect on the stories of the week and give it the badger treatment. Hello, comrades, and welcome to Honey Badger Radio. I hope you're doing well this week and that you are laughing at all of this insanity so that you are not consumed by it. I am your host, Brian Martinez, and I'm joined by, as always, my uh, co-hosts, my lovely co-hosts, Mike J, Dr. Random McCam, and Hannah Wallen. We have a great show lineup for you guys today, so please be sure to continue the conversations both in the chat as well as the comment section. On this week's HBR News Show, we're going to be talking about the additional trucker protests that are beginning to coalesce from the ether um, in the United States as well as other countries. A man who was tortured by his girlfriend over Botox money. No, I'm not kidding. Uh, a woman is gang raped in the metaverse <laughs> and more. So stick around. It's going to be a good time. And be sure to join us afterwards for the patron only show. So I was looking around and I found this thing on the Daily Beast. Uh, you might have noticed that I don't actually plan on talking about the Joe Rogan controversy on the main show. That's because we're going to look at this article from the Daily Beast and maybe it'll lead to some discussion about the controversy in the patron-only show. Um, the article is entitled, Joe Rogan's use of the N-word is far from is far from the whole story. While I agree with that, you know, like literally speaking, somehow I don't think the Daily Beast is going to make the same argument that I might make. Uh, that, you know, that is the whole story. But we'll find out. Maybe maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe they'll stand up for, um, you know, for Joe Rogan. I'm not going to hold my breath, but we'll find out. So if you want to join us and participate in this patron show, either as a member of the audience like you are right now, or a member of the actual discussion panel, then please consider becoming a Badger yourself by going to feedthebadger.com and donating to our um, monthly, well, basically starting a monthly subscription, which will get you into Discord and, you know, you'll be able to access a lot of additional content. And if you don't want to wake up one morning to find that we have been yeeted from the internet um, and therefore our presence on YouTube uh, and wherever the hell else we are, is gone, um, then please consider going to badgerfeed.com. That's badgerfeed.com. That's where our content lives. So with all that said, we're going to go ahead and dive into today's stories. And Mike J, um, this one is all you. So let's talk about the, well, what's going on with the truckers. Expansion. You're welcome. So, with the success of the now week-long and going trucker protest in Canada against COVID-19 mandates, rumors have circulated that another may be in the planning phases. American truckers have a similar idea, and while the date is not set in stone as of yet, the idea would be to start a convoy of truckers and drive from California to D.C. to protest in much the same way that the Canadian truckers are doing. Most recently, the U.S. truckers' Facebook page 
which was largely used to organize the upcoming DC convoy, was taken down by Facebook. A spokesperson for Facebook cited their policies surrounding QAnon as the reason the page was removed. QAnon. Oh, no. Pesky, pesky QAnon. Yeah, exactly. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. (laughs) Go ahead. Hannah? I said so a fictional character, in other words. Uh, QAnon? Yeah. Well, I mean, QAnon QAnon was never anything but a false flag. Well, I mean, I I didn't really, like, follow any of that stuff. Um, There was a guy, because, okay, there was a guy I ran into uh, years ago when I was still able to travel and Lindsay and I were driving from Chicago to Canada for something. I can't remember what exactly. But we were going to meet up with Allison and Jonathan. And I stopped in Fargo, um, North Dakota. And uh, I think it was in North Dakota. or what? Well, Fargo. You, know, you guys know where Fargo is. And um, there was a guy at the hotel we were staying that was all about the QAnon. And he like just started talking to me about it and, you know, because he was pretty friendly. But I think that there are like normies that got swept up in it. Um, I can't there, really speak to the, to the root, but I think that, yeah. Uh, I mean, boomers who just found out about the Internet. That's the root. Yeah. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> there, there was a Twitter account. There were actually two Twitter accounts that kind of went at each other. Um, and, and the one completely discredited the other pretty quickly uh, the QAnon account like just completely destroyed its credibility within a very short order of uh, actually coming online so the only people that remained loyal to it uh, were people that were extremely gullible and uh, once they had become loyal they remained loyal because they couldn't admit that they were wrong um, but that that was just it was so stupid like there wasn't yeah. anybody <laughs> there there wasn't anybody that uh actually knew anything that that followed this account and it's just funny that they're still mentioning it and still butthurt over it because it really wasn't that popular and it really wasn't the mover shaker of any of the uh political initiatives that really did the most i guess you could say political damage to the left um but but it's the only thing that they can focus on if it's a Twitter account that mainly criticizes the left and it hasn't been taken down yet, assume it's a psyop. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it was criticizing the left. It was just saying weird cryptic things. Yeah. And, pe- and letting people um, create their own narratives around those weird cryptic things and then saying more weird cryptic things that weren't denials in order to sort of feed that. Like it, it's, People who uh, probably were alive during Watergate um, expected something to come of that uh, because they were alive during during Watergate. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, like it became something huge for conspiracy theorists, like really nut job conspiracy theorists on the right, and pretty much the entire left, which is mostly 
nut job conspiracy theorists. Like if you are still of a different loyal <laughs> of a different stripe. Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking about the classic liberal. I'm talking about what the left is now, the the, the socialist nut job left. Well, um, they, that, the, that, if you believe in the uh, the concept of uh, patriarchy and you know uh, white supremacy as like a system that is embedded into the very fiber of you know our country and our government and all of the, then yeah, that's a conspiracy theory. Like, like patriarchy is the ugliest and worst conspiracy theory that most people believe. It's far, far worse than what, like, you know, whatever QAnon may claim, even if they're, um, even if they're not a psyop, like, you know, the guy I ran into was talking about how the Nephilim were on earth fighting, you know, uh, in a war between heaven and hell. And I was just nodding and smiling but I didn't find that guy to be dangerous because he's not doing that from a fucking, you know, a tenured professorship like the feminists do. So even even though they both spout nonsense, one of them has a tremendous amount of authority and influence and the other one doesn't. So I really don't care that much about QAnon. That's basically yeah. what I'm getting at, you know. Um, but the. Oh, the point, the point being that they're still. Yeah they're still using this. They're still making the, you know, make, trying to make hay with this. And it's, it's actually interesting to see the pattern. It's yeah. very much the same um, as the sort of that, that pattern of calling anything that anybody that questions like progressive narratives or anybody who doesn't go along with the status quo, anybody who doesn't support Biden, anybody who doesn't support certain no. types of mandates and so on like everybody in that area is right wing and yeah. we get labeled right wing for not supporting the feminist narratives and the authoritarian um uh, attacks on people's civil rights on on people's uh, right to due process and so on uh, but in terms of this this thing with the truckers like that that happening that's that's exactly the same kind of gaslighting like the only discussion the progressive Canadian government is willing to have is if you don't do what we say, we will label you in, in the nastiest ways we can think of. And here's the nasty labels. And they're basically just taking the meaning out of those labels entirely. Like those labels don't um, carry the same weight that they used to because everybody knows if you get called that, it's probably just because a progressive is mad at you for, for saying something that is true. And that that doesn't even have to have anything to do with race or gender or what's the other thing? They're transphobic this and black. doesn't have anything to do with those issues. And it doesn't have to. They use those labels regardless. Uh, the other thing is the forbiddance of expression. Um, and, you know, in the United States, if they try to do that, we at least have the ability to file uh, a First Amendment lawsuit. In Canada, they don't have free speech, so they can't do that. Um, but I, I would suggest the, a way around that is to buy cheap trumpets because they are not listed in the band and blow the shit out of those things. Play music on them if you have to. In fact, uh, make sure to play music and don't all play the same song. Right. And uh, they'll, they'll, no, no, no. I have they'll go back worse. to... Uh, but don't, but don't, <laughs> play, don't, don't play Neil Young and don't play any of the other people who left Spotify. Play like... 
There you whatever, go. Whatever, like Johnny Rotten or something. <laughs> um, I was going to. Did you guys know? So it's interesting, right? That this. Uh, there, so there is rumblings, and I mentioned this before, of other uh, groups of truckers that are planning to do similar protests in the U.S., in Australia, in Italy. Those are the three that I know of. Um, and, of course, the the mainstream is trying to get that shut down, and they don't want to give it any air. So, you know, obviously Facebook says, oh, these people are dangerous. We need to remove them. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, they're working with Twitter and YouTube and other, you know, and Google, et cetera, to do similar things. But are you guys aware of the Canadian Antifa guy who drove his SUV into protesters in Ottawa? Did oh, yeah. you guys, that happened a few days, a couple days ago. Did, yeah, did you guys got his name and everything? Yeah, they got his name and everything. And he is straight up Antifa. A straight up like commie and he doesn't like the protest because it's not the kind of protest that involves the burning down of targets um i guess but here's the thing do if you did you know that that had happened or is the media just talking about the olympics and how china's just killing everyone in the olympics not literally but maybe there are some things going on or if they're, they're talking say, about the cute, they're feeding the, them so they might the, be yeah, or they're talking about like the sketchy, you know, QAnon shit going on in these in these like uh, in these trucker, you know, uh, protest circles where they're trying to like slander them, or they're talking about Joe Rogan, or they're talking. Have you noticed they're not bringing up this guy who like ran over three people at least with his yeah, SUV? Now because... I missed it, but it might be because I was stranded at work for yeah, <laughs> for a couple maybe. of days. But but yeah, no, the mainstream media is not talking about it, I'm sure. Oh, of course not. It's very inconvenient. It's a very inconvenient thing. And legit, like, you know, I have to ask myself, like, because, I, you know, um, he's Canadian. I wonder if he did it because he heard what Trudeau said about the protesters. Because there were, pro there were counter protesters that showed up in Ottawa that were, like, holding up signs, like trans lives matter and it's like what do you what do you think this is about like what do you what? yeah my, my favorite joke around that was like their programming malfunctioned and they reset to an earlier version but the earliest version they had was 2015 <laughs> and i mean like i know current year <laughs> yeah the, the original current year but like um i think it's because uh they're you know they're just sort of buying whatever the cbc is selling them and they don't really have another way out they just they just go with their programming like you said and so like we there there's clearly a disconnect and this is um unfortunate but not unexpected so I've actual npcs sorry have we finished reading reading through the story yet yeah Oh, that's, that's it. That, that's it. Oh, yeah, that's it. I, I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't ever languish in the assumption that we're winning, not not because of this protest or anything else. It, even if we are, like, in a small way or a big way, winning something, because that just plays right into the hands of victim culture ideologues whose modus operandi is to perpetually assume they're losing. 
like gender Marxists and race Marxists and good old-fashioned class Marxists and this mm. new phenomenon, the medical Marxists. Even though out of one side of their face, they'll insist that these protesters are just a fringe minority. Out of the other side of their face, they'll continue to act like they're all being held hostage by the quote-unquote unvaccinated, even if there's only 12 of them left. This is how oikophobic cultists get what they want by constantly and infinitely claiming that they're not getting what they want quite just yet, that they have no power and no influence and they just need a little bit more. You, you, we are not defeating them, not even slightly. Don't pretend you are. Don't get complacent. I know we don't like playing the victim because it's unhealthy, but we are still being victimized by the people who pathologically claim we're victimizing them. Like You haven't beaten the feminists or the critical race theory, theorists since the glory days of 2015. They've moved on from universities and Tumblr, they're now at the point where they've invaded the middle schools and the kindergartens and the hospitals and the police force and even the military. And you certainly aren't beating the medical fascism jab cult. You're only just starting to fight back with the trucker convoys and all the other mass protests all over the world that the media is not paying attention to. And it will be a substantial time before we're even putting a dent in the agenda. Like, you don't have to play the victim. But you absolutely must not play the victor either, because that's yeah. what they want. That's the fuel that feeds them. We are still very much losing. So y y you have to act like the cornered animal that you still are. Get furious and stay furious and bite their fucking heads off. Not literally, though. That's rude. In Minecraft. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm it's also kidding. bad for your, your digestion to, to bite their heads off. It's, it's yeah. really, really unsanitary. The big ask too, um, yeah. Especially right where their heads have been all this time. I mean, that that could you could get typhoid fever. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound like it. I, that sounds like it might be a super spreader. Um. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're definitely still on the back foot. A lot of people need to be shook awake. I mean, even people who are you know at the point now where they're where they're engaging in or supporting these protests. By the way, thanks a lot, um, GoFundMe. Um, even even uh, uh, the those people are probably like not aware of how how bad things really are, you know. So, uh, but I mean, at least at least there seem to be like some resistance, and I think it needs to keep going. Uh, we we shouldn't we should not stop. Um, so I don't I don't know if I have much else to add to this i just hope that any other trucker uh convoys that are hoping to organize in their respective countries find um, a really healthy means to 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 stay in touch with each other so that you can organize um use alternative media if you if you can you know me we doesn't seem to give a shit like who's on it or what they post um, there's, I don't know, getter, gab, whatever, I don't know, whatever works, right? Telegram. I don't think they've banned people yet. I don't really know. I don't follow this stuff very closely, but just get organized and don't rely on the, the tech companies that have no interest in seeing you succeed. And I hope that we will see more, um, things like this. And yeah, that that's basically all I have to say. So does anybody else want to say anything about this?
I will point out um, there are plenty of alternatives to GoFundMe. And uh, the trucker convoy used them, and they raised millions. Um, the one that the um, Washington Post got all upset about was uh, Give, Send, Go. That uh, they raised millions on specifically that platform. Um, that's a Christian platform, but they they did not turn this cause down for not being a religious cause. So I don't think you have to be a religious cause to use that platform. I think they're just um, more open to a variety of causes, free causes. So I mean, if if um, if GoFundMe is going to get that political, just don't use them for anything. Even if you think they won't remove what you're using them for, um, why use them? Why support them? Why give them your your the percentage that they're going to get of your money? Use a different site. Uh, do do a search for crowdfunding and pick something other than GoFundMe, and you'll at least know one that won't boot you for being politically incorrect, and doesn't require that you uh, agree necessarily with their way of thinking either. First off, um, six point seven million is where that give send go is currently at for the Canadian truckers. If you want to donate, it's givesendgo.com slash freedomconvoy2022. That's freedomconvoy2022. Make sure the F and the C in freedom and convoy are capitalized. And uh, just adding on a little to Hannah, I don't even know why people still use GoFundMe. To be perfectly honest, like people are saying like, oh, that's it. This is where I'm going to put my foot down. GoFundMe is never getting any more of my money. It's like, Shouldn't have been like that back when they booted Kyle Rittenhouse. Yep. Shouldn't have been like that back when they were shamelessly taking money for shit like the Chaz and the Chop. Yep. With absolutely no problem, even though they were like, hey, um, these guys just kind of, you know, sort of seized part of America and are pretending it's their own little country now. Yeah, it's that like their anti-violence policy. It's like looking for help from from the mob, from a from a mob loan shark. Like, what do you think's going to happen? They 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 will just steal your money and get away with it. They've proved it now. Yep. But yeah, it, 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 people should have turned their back on fucking GoFundMe years, years ago. Years ago, yeah. But like you know, if um, if you had your doubts, uh, maybe this will be the thing that pushes you over the line. So. Um, but re regardless, uh, let us know what you guys think about this. Do you believe that there are other convoys in other parts of the world that are attempting to organize? Do you support this initiative? Do you don't? If you don't support it, let us know. Did you know about the gentleman that drove into um, protesters? I believe it was in Winnipeg. And um, if you didn't know... Uh, are you shocked at all that the media it's it's not widely reported i'll just put it that way i mean there obviously it was reported um the the uh where i saw it was on the daily mail but um it's not widely reported does that surprise you at all let us know what your thoughts are in the comments section i'm going to read the super chats we're going to move on to the next story which is kind of wild um okay meredith g gives us five bucks and says honey for the badgers thank you meredith Meredith, is so she is so good to us. Uh, I really appreciate it. 
Richard Bier gives us $1.99 and says, isn't there some Me Too stuff with Trudeau? Well, there was, but you know how it goes. Trudeau has the right politics, so the Me Too stuff isn't going to stick. That, that, well, I mean, there's we, another thing, too. We uh-huh. really should not jump on any Me Too stuff for any politicians, whether they yeah. are for us or against us, whether it's legit or not. If there is not a an accusation to the police, yeah. a legit court case, and a guilty finding, then it's innocent until proven guilty. I yeah. cannot stand Trudeau, but innocent until proven guilty is non-negotiable. It's always non-negotiable. It's not non-negotiable when we like the person and haha, look what you're going through when we don't. And and the really important reason for this is that until it never works against anybody to make an allegation without evidence and and without any kind of a conviction or anything and just point the finger and say, uh, don't vote for this person, don't support this person politically, don't give this person a job, uh, cancel this person, whatever, because I say this person did XYZ sexual misconduct. Until that never, ever works, every man in every position from the top of society to the bottom is vulnerable to having it used against him. You, if you are a man, are vulnerable to this. Mm-hmm. Every time that you use it against somebody else, you are making yourself vulnerable to this. This is a a mud brush that you cannot paint another person with without splattering that shit all over yourself. And women, the men that you love, if you don't want to make them vulnerable, then don't use this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, even with, I mean, I've defended plenty of people I don't like. So, uh, yeah, I count Trudeau among them. And again, uh, we just don't want to encourage that kind of behavior from people, even if it's politically expedient. Maybe especially because it's politically expedient. Because um, it's not worth it. It's the wrong way to do things. So Richard Bier gives us $1.99 again and says, Did Justin Trudeau ever misgender anyone ever? Yes. Um, yes, he referred to Gamergate as misogynists, and that is not how we identify. He, re- <laughs> he referred to people who oppose these eugenic government mandates as racist and sexist, and that's not how we identify. Yes, yes. What do you think, Trudeau? That's like saying the sky is blue and the grass is green. Yeah, well, that doesn't make any sense. Um, Richard Beer then gives us a final $1.99 and says, GoFundMe is to pay for funerals in the hood. Wow, that's that's kind of borderline. Um, all right, well, thank you, Richard. I'm just joking. <laughs> thank you guys for the super chats. I'm going to move on to the next story. Let us know what you guys think about this one in the comment section. All right, so um, Sarah Davies, pictured here, led the kidnap and torture of her on-again, off-again boyfriend who she falsely accused of being a pedophile. When Davies, a mother of three and security guard from Salford, Greater Manchester, learned her boyfriend, Mark Kennedy, was due to receive an inheritance payout, she demanded him to help her pay for lip Botox. Okay? When he refused, Davies accused Kennedy of molesting her two-year-old girl. Davies and a male friend then kidnapped Kennedy, 
who was hit in the head with an iron bar and threatened to confess about abusing the girl. He was tortured with burning cigarettes and driven in his own car with a plastic bag over his head. Over Botox! Over Botox. Okay? Over Botox. The pair even demanded money from Kennedy's mother. After the ordeal, Kennedy went to the police. Kennedy told police the following, quote, During my ordeal was made to do things I was made to do things that were horrible and degrading when I hadn't even done anything and they use what they were saying as an excuse to start hurting me I was terrified and remembered shaking whenever they entered the room I kept shouting at them to stop and just let me go and quote continued I pretty much had to do everything they said simply to give me some hope of escape when they put a towel over my head, I didn't know what they were going to do next. I thought they were going to kill me. When they poured boiling water over my head, it was agony, and I screamed. They threatened to kill and bury me on the moors well, whilst I was being driven around. All I could do was think of my family. After what happened, I no longer feel safe and constantly looking over my shoulder. I don't think I will ever fully recover from this experience. I wasn't treated as humans should treat one another, end quote. Davies uh, admitted to the kidnap and blackmail, that's the woman pictured here, and was jailed for six years and four months. Seems a little light in my opinion, but her accomplice, Stephen Winnick, was jailed for nine years after he was convicted for kidnap, blackmail, and assault occasioning actual bodily harm he had denied any wrongdoing Th whoa, this whoa. Is so so the instigator got less time because she was a chick the one who who did this so that she could put dead botulism in her lips uh botox is botulism um and 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 literally instigated this horrific crime like that poor guy uh and and her accomplice who probably did this to 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 gain her favor, yeah. not out of any necessity. You know, maybe he had malice toward you know the other guy because they had a thing going. But, geez, there you go. There's your gender gap right there. She decided that this was going to be done. He got more time, and neither of them got a, a sufficient amount of time. If if they had done this to a woman they would both be looking at much longer sentences. I cannot oh, yeah. believe that it would be, anybody look, who did this to a woman would, would have be like, been out of jail in less than 10 years, less yeah. than a decade. People would be complaining in the streets. You would be hearing from every feminist organization in, in the country that, oh my gosh, look at what happens. This is why women in, in the UK are not safe. And you know that the people who commit crimes against women like this don't even get a full decade much less the you know the twenty years they deserve, well, and and yet I'll bet not one of them has come out and s expressed any sympathy for for the guy that was uh, that tortured. that was abused so horribly that was tortured. And his description of his reaction to this is PTSD. He has PTSD, uh, and and they got collectively their sentences don't even add up to twenty years. No, no. I was just going to say, you know, what you're describing is what they're doing in the UK with regards to Sarah Everard. 
So yeah. Sarah Everard is all over the news and the feminists are like coming out of the woodwork and they're using her as an example of what happens to all women all the time. This is why there are drones like, well, they're proposing drones follow women around, um, you know, at night so that they stay safe. Like all of this shit is coming out of the Sarah Everard case. Um, and yet this case, not a peep, nothing. And I mean, if it was a woman, it would have been a Sarah Everard part two. It, that's what this would have been. Um, oh, yeah. And we wouldn't hear the end of it. But I, I wanted to act because I know Mike was about to say something to this. Uh, Mike, is this is this woman what the the UK people call a chav? Is that what this um, is? <laughs> it, it, it could be. She seems pretty manipulative. Uh, yeah. It takes a certain level of. I want to say intelligence to be to be to be that kind of uh, manipulative. I, I guess just a level of psych- psychopathy, uh, which which is not necessarily common of chavs. Chavs tend to be quite stupid, quite sort of simple. <laughs> In I fact, chav, 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 chav women are more likely to to do the damage themselves. It's, yeah. it, this this is what isn't taken into account when you hear these statistics along the lines of two women are killed by their male partners every week. When women kill their partners and or torture their partners, they don't do it by themselves. They don't have to. They can easily coerce a male friend or a male acquaintance into doing all the dirty work for them by turning on the waterworks and playing the victims. So statistically, they just count as male-on-male crime, and you have to really look into it before you can really balance these things. Yeah. Yeah. I just Botox. want to point out she she looks like she she looks like she got her lips stuck inside of a coke bottle and just barely managed to pull them out without splitting the skin. Well, God knows like how that, many filters are in that photo. That's that's, that's a cosmetic not. thing. Like yeah. that's that Botox in the lips is a cosmetic thing. But every time I've seen a woman pictured in the news where it's confirmed that she's had Botox shot into her lips, she looks like that. She just looks awful. Like that is not an attractive look. It's not full so lips. Angry. That's that's inflammation. <laughs> it's an allergic reaction. <laughs> it, well, it, it is. It's an immune response, and it it doesn't look the same. Yeah. Well, um, she's going to jail for how long again? Six years. That's six years and four months. <laughs> yes. Only. <laughs> about about the amount of time it takes to get a master's degree in college. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, you know, very. It's it's a real shame. Like the 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 torture and everything. It's just it's so dark. And the fact that it's over Botox, it just blows my mind. Um, I mean, it wasn't just that. Probably because it sounds like. She learned that he was, you know, uh, expecting some inheritance money and just assumed that she is entitled to some of it, if not most of it. Right. I mean, they're not even married. She was dating him. They were. That's in in a nutshell right there, though, in relationships. What's uh, mine is mine and what's yours is mine. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah, it's like. uh, it's 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 not it's not your inheritance, it's our inheritance. Um, and uh, I don't have the soundbite handy, but you know the one. Anyway, yeah. um, 
So uh, let us know what you guys think about this one in the comments. Anybody else have any thoughts on this story? Yeah, um, listeners, if you're in a relationship with a woman and it's on again, off again, on again, off again, and a lot of the reasons for off again are her personality, don't go back. You can't fix her. If she's broken, the only person that can fix her is herself, and she's not going to do it as long as you're enable enabling her to be a jerk or an abuser or a lazy bum or whatever it is that is that is yeah. leading the relationship to end periodically. Let it die and move on to somebody who is better for you. Yeah. Especially if she has to mock infect her lips to feel good about herself. Yeah, I'd be I I think it's a generally a good rule of thumb to be like cautious of women who um are overly concerned with body modification. I, I would personally like that means that she's not happy with the way she looks. And if she's talking about getting her breast done or butt done or another tattoo or, you know, some other surgery, plastic surgery, I would be suspicious of that because what it tells me is that they're not happy with themselves as they are. And that might be a problem that you cannot fix. What with validation it, and it is a problem you cannot fix you cannot yeah. fix that problem she has to learn on her own that that nothing about her looks affects her value at all that that her value is in her character and her impact on the world around her and if she doesn't learn that um on her own you can't you can't open up somebody's head and put that information in there you cannot make somebody better about that yep yep uh yeah maybe also measure her fingernails i don't know what the rule should be but maybe like you know two inches from the from the cuticle maybe at the most you know so um if okay, the stretch but marks on your back hit an artery they're too long <laughs> um yeah exactly so anyway, let us know what you guys think about this in the comments. I'm going to move on to the next story. I look forward to uh, seeing y'all's thoughts. So next, this is another story that you're probably going to be like, deja vu. I feel like we heard this already. But no, this is not a story that we've already reported um, a couple weeks ago. This is another story that just sounds really, really similar. So Another Canadian father has lost custody rights because he had not gotten the jab. This time, it's in New Brunswick. Justice Natalie Godbout, it's a weird name, but okay, of the Court of Queen's Bench writes in her decision that she was ruling with a heavy heart, but that the health risk to the 10-year-old child made the decision necessary. Sounds like Palpatine's heavy heart. The judge fact-checked the father's research he did himself, saying it led him to question the safety and efficacy of the Pfizer version, which we all know you don't need to think about at all, let alone question. Just don't think about it, dude. Godbout wrote in her decision the following, quote, His own anecdotal research on such a highly specialized topic carries little to no weight in the overall analysis when measured against one sound medical advice or the sound medical advice of our public health officials, end quote. 
According to the CBC, the new order allows the father generous visiting rights via Zoom, but no in-person contact. But even if he does get vaccinated, he can return to court to ask for a change to the decision. So, you know, go and do the thing that you don't want to do, and then we'll talk about it. While waiting for the hearing, the father also refused to consent to the children being vaccinated after they became eligible last November. Godbout ruled the mother could get that done without his agreement. According to the mother's lawyer, all three of her children have received their first doses. And that doesn't count as child abuse, apparently. Oh. By the way, by the way, the vaccine doesn't prevent transmission. I, can I still say that on YouTube? I know I can't say it on Twitter, but we're not on Twitter. <laughs> so how well, the fuck does the, any of this uh, make sense? Officials have admitted that. Like the official narrative is that it doesn't prevent transmission. So that's that you should be able to say that. They they claim that it, it reduces the severity, but the question becomes how have they measured that? You know, this is a they, this they is a holy shit. They story. didn't measure that. They measured prevention of transmission, and they they measured that against the original version of COVID. So all of the claims that they're making now, uh, in regard to the vaccine, are supposition. They are they're basically stabs in the dark. It's pretty much the same way that the uh, field of psychology was operated um, in in the early 20th century when they were poking holes in people's brains and, and shocking people into uh, uh, intellectual disability uh, in order to treat depression and uh, claiming that they had improved the situation for people now that they could no longer respond to the world around them. Um, like this is pretty much the, the equivalent in terms of um, science backing what they're saying. And people do have a right to question it, and people are right to question it. Uh, people do have a right to make their own decisions regarding these things. And many, many people have made the decision to get the vaccine, and that's their business. And there are some people that made the decision to not, and that should be their business too. And in terms of uh, court ordering people to uh, receive any kind of medical treatment, if your country is is allowing courts, and, and I say this about my own country too, because that's been done with, with circumcision. If your country is allowing courts to order people to receive medical treatment that the court cannot prove the person actually needs, that the court not only cannot prove the person actually needs, that the court cannot prove that the person needs in order to prevent them from being an overt immediate threat to society then your court is overstepping its bounds there is no reason court should be interfering in people's medical decisions to do anything anything but stop a person from experiencing uh, psychological symptoms that have already been proved in that specific person to cause that person to engage in violence against their neighbors that is the only medical treatment courts should be ordering. Yep. Well, you know, Canadian courts, they're pretty fucked. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not, American courts have problems. I'm not, you know, uh, trying to like play the, you know, we're better than you thing. But we've seen like all kinds of problems in the Canadian court system. We've experienced it firsthand. So um, 
I mean, it's still mind-blowingly, like, terrible that this has happened. I I mean, and it, you, you notice that it's mostly happening to, to fathers who, are, who want to be able to see their children. Like, have you noticed that? Because this is the second story, and it's not yeah, in a lot of time. No. This happening women, to any moms. No, because moms, they, they basically just buckle like a belt. They just, they just, oh, you need me to get my kid vaxxed? Okay, I'll do it. I mean, you know, it's literally what Jack Murphy did. And he, he just, oh, I'm just going to vaccinate my kids. I'm not, you know, they said I got to do it. Otherwise, he can't play sports. And it's like, okay, yeah, I don't have balls, basically. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's just <laughs> it's just a real a real shame that this is where we are. And of course, it's interesting too because men are going to be the ones more likely to be skeptical of what the government demands of them. They they generally are more skeptical of authority. They generally are more likely to resist. This is why the trucker thing is happening, right? Because men tend to do that and it just so happens that if there's a man and there's a woman and they have a child and they're in the midst of a divorce or they've already been divorced and they've worked out you know different things if the if the um if the vax if the jab i'm just gonna call it the jab if it becomes an issue if it becomes a sticking point in general the woman is gonna side with getting her kids jabbed and the man is going to question the idea that this would need to be, you know, authoritatively uh, mandated, and he's not going to want to do it on that basis. But when it comes down to it, since the courts favor the women nine times out of ten, then it's still going to happen in the way that she wants, and then some, because he may lose, you know, visitation completely. So like, it just so happens to be shaping out in a way that benefits the status quo, doesn't it? To be honest, both uh, the U.S. and Canada, we really have to get our governments back in order. Um, mm -hmm. And we, we have to get to a point where uh, the vote is so heavily um, turned out against the authoritarians that it is impossible for them to, to create any doubt about an election, much less actually do anything they shouldn't be doing in regard to an election. And for that, we have to have everybody that doesn't like them, whether you normally vote or not, turn out. Like, seriously, if you never, ever, ever vote, if you're not even registered to vote, but you're just fed up as fuck with what's going on, and you're like, well, there's nobody for me to vote for. I don't want to, to, to register and vote for the other side because I don't like them. Vote for... for Chuck Farley, right? Vote for Chuck U. Farley, right? Vote for Mickey Mouse, you know, um, vote for none of the above, but do something or so run that yourself. your, well, do something so that your vote cannot be stolen. It cannot be counted for somebody that you didn't vote for and, and have a number turnout that is so high that it's impossible to count people's votes for somebody other than they, they, they voted for. And, and, you know, if you're willing to make your vote be about who you're trying to get rid of in office and not who you support, then pick the most popular candidate that's running against the person that you want to oust and vote for that person, 
even if you don't like them. Because yeah. it's going to be better, at least, than uh, keeping the authoritarian dictators in, in office. And if you're, go if you're going to spoil your vote, then spoil it in style. Uh, don't, don't tick or X any boxes. Just write somewhere on the ballot, I'm not voting for any of these people because they're, they're all eugenic fascists who literally want us all to die. Because in order to confirm that as a spoiled vote, they, I'm, I'm not sure if this is just how it works in Britain or if it's how it works in other places. They have to get all the candidates around to, to look at that ballot paper and all confirm that, yes, this is a spoiled vote, which means they all have to read what's written on that ballot paper, spoiling it. So they all have to stand around and read, these people are all eugenic fascists who want us to die. And if lots of people do that, it might start to get the message across. Or just be as creative as you want. Draw some kind of picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you don't. In the U.S., you don't actually have to spoil your ballot because write-in candidacy is a thing. You don't have to actually get approval to be a write-in candidate. Um, and and you don't have to have somebody's approval to write a candidate in. And we actually get votes for Mickey Mouse every year, right? Um, and we get votes for for people's cats every year. Uh, so you you don't have to you you can vote for a fictional character. You know, you can vote for somebody who's been dead for, for years and years. Like, vote for Martin Luther King Jr. Sure. Um, well, as we all know, though, just for the record, I, I feel like I have to say this, um, YouTube, because YouTube is watching. Uh, yeah, so the 2020 election was the most fair and free election in the history of the United States. And Joe Biden is the most popular president uh, full stop. So what a stupid son of a bitch. Um, okay. So, <laughs> uh, now let's read some super chats and we're going to move on to the final story, but let us know what you guys think about this one in the comments. Um, regarding specifically the fact that this father was denied visitation, um, on the basis of his jab status and how it affected the jab status of his children. So let us know in the comments. Uh, I look forward to seeing your ideas. Amasang gives us $5 and says, vote for Boris Badanov for the people against Moose and Squirrel. Um, <laughs> there you go. That's uh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> Senior Sticks gives us $2 and says, so just keep voting for Hillary Clinton or Kanye West. Hey, no, I no, no. Vote. Hillary Clinton might actually run again. Vote for yeah. Hillary Hinton. Yeah, yeah. Not Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Vote for Hillary Hinton. Yeah. yeah. And and make sure it's a write-in and not a don't don't click anything. Like if like I, I said though, if you're if you're willing to vote against a candidate rather than for a candidate, and you're willing to do so by by accepting uh, the the lesser of two evils, and you don't like anybody, pick the most popular person running against them and vote for that person. Because it'll still yeah. get rid of the person that you don't want in there, the, the authoritarian that you don't want in there. And then every day, pick a politician that you voted for and write to them about an issue that matters to you. Yep. You know, just do it for a year, every day. And you'll get results. You'll there at you least go. get noticed. Even if you don't get them to vote for the things that you want them to get, want them to vote for, they will know that there is at least one person 
that uh, supports a particular position on that issue. Mm. I could go all, all Arlo Guthrie on you guys and start talking about the difference between if one or two people do that, and you know, if three people do that, and and versus if fifty people a day start doing it, and then they'll know it's a movement. Except with us, it's not the anti-massacre movement. It's the anti-mandate, anti-authoritarian, totalitarian uh, dictatorship movement. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Well, anyway, yeah, let us know what you guys think in the comments. And I got to move on to the next story. I did get one more super chat. Um, I also say, yeah, go ahead and vote for Kanye West. How, 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 how bad could it be? The Rock is running or, or getting involved in politics. Fuck it. That's what I say. At least, <laughs> at least he knows what a gold digger is. Yes, he is aware of the gold diggers. Um, all right, but anyway, uh, Zachary Plies, I'm just going to pronounce it that way because it is a bunch of consonants, gives us $9.99 and says, popping in to say hi, just starting the stream from the beginning now. Well, thank you, Zachary. Uh, hello from the future or hello yes. from the past. <laughs> hello from the future, yes. Maybe both. Um, <laughs> okay, but anyway, uh, let us know in the comments. Should we vote for Kanye West in 2024? Uh, let us know. All right, uh, moving on to the next story. Uh, we're going to be talking again. It's another deja vu story, I think. Um, because it's going to be one that you feel like we've already covered, but this is a different instance. So, Mike J, let's talk about the meta. <laughs> well, the R word. <laughs> Go on. Oh, Mike. we're gonna we're gonna have to say it. It's gonna be said. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's That's funny good. because you said like another flashback. It's like, yeah, I remember this story from before because it was a thing, and then it's been brought up again. But then but there was one. There was one that predated all of this. Like yeah. I think it was a couple of years ago, and it was the same sort of story. I think that person though was anonymous, but I got to start wondering. Was it the same lady? Maybe she's she's got Stockholm syndrome and she keeps going back to the metaverse. Oh, oh, I think there's then no the metaverse wasn't even a thing a few years ago. Oh yeah, but right. uh, I I think I know I think I got to the bottom of why she's doing what she do anyway. Enough cryptic uh, hints here. So uh, the mother who wrote a blog post last December about being virtually gang raped in the metaverse is speaking out uh, again. The mother, Nina Jane Patel, age 43, describes the incident, stating, Hannah, I have to lean on you once again. I need your, your, your oh, best dear God. voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is so horrible. Within 60 seconds of joining, I was verbally and sexually harassed. Three to four male. She couldn't tell how many the difference between three and four. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. Sorry guys. Three to four male avatars with male voices essentially, but virtually gang raped my avatar and took photos. As I tried <laughs> to get away, they yelled, "Don't pretend you didn't love it," and go rub yourself off to the photo. To be oh, fair, geez. she doesn't know how many of them actually identify as male. That's maybe why she's hedging her bets. Ah, very progressive. <laughs> uh, she claims, with no proof, I may add, that the incident occurred in Horizon Worlds, a VR platform created by Meta. 
the company formerly known as Facebook. Uh, she claims that it all happened so fast. There was no way she could have activated Meta's safe zone feature, which blocks interactions. Or like, I don't know, just throw the headset off? Well, what was her avatar wearing? Unplug the computer? <laughs> uh, yeah, put a 45 slug through it? I, any number of things could have been done to escape the situation. Yeah. This isn't, you know, fucking Sword Art Online. You're not sat there plugged <laughs> in, helpless, comatose. <sighs> Good grief. She continues speaking about the incident, stating harassment in the metaverses is a serious issue that the industry needs to come together on to put in place the correct security controls and safety measures. This is slash will continue to be problematic for both men and women adults. I don't know why she felt the need to mention that, but okay. As our world fast moves from the 2D internet as we know it into the 3D internet space, the metaverse. Verse, verse, now, verse, verse, verse. If only needs an echo. someone had a solution to this dire issue. Oh, wait, Patel does? Cool, how convenient. Uh, Nina Jane Patel also just happens to be the co-founder and VP of Metaverse Research for something called Kabuni, which claims to be creating a safe space for kids in the Metaverse. Gee, <laughs> how convenient. Wow. Wow. Of course. With a product. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of yeah. course. Come up with a problem, sell the solution. <laughs> just uh, just uh, another point here, because I went and actually read the article before the show on this one, and she was beta testing, which should mean that there was a record of some sort of her experience. There should be some sort of, uh, you know, uh, some sort of collection of data regarding, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, vi video you know, something that they can go back and watch and see what happened, right? Uh, but maybe they don't do that. I don't know. In any case, yeah, she should be able to, she should, should have just been able to throw off the headset, first of all. And second of all, um, the beta testers had to have been approved by somebody. So how did people get in who would behave like that? I mean, assuming that we believe anything she's saying and right. don't just assume she's full of shit. It's well, that's the thing. I, it's I'm doubting specifically employees. because of that. Yeah, I mean, they could be employees like, of Facebook or of Meta. Well, that's um, the thing. So the, here, here we are. This company that's supposed to be super, uh, super progressive, right? And it's their employee accusing their other employees of this behavior in an environment where there should be some record that they should be able to look at and see what happened. And, and she's going to the news with it and not going to HR or uh, talking within the company about what can be done to change and, and or fix the problem. Nope. She's blasting it all over the internet. And uh, again, it, the, the, the problem, if it really happened, could have easily been avoided by removing the headset. Like, they could have done anything, and it wouldn't have affected her if she didn't have the headset on. She, and, and not to was... harp on the, on the headset point, but, like, I, I, does this just not diminish what people who have actually been gang-raped have been through? Yeah, it does, does she have actually, quite no a lot. Does she have self-awareness about this? 
Yeah. You just essentially got trash talked in a fucking Call of Duty lobby and they teabagged you. That is about on par with how bad that was. And if you haven't got some kind of technology, some kind of haptic technology that actually makes you feel what's going on, then it's the same as being teabagged in Halo. Yes. By this definition, every male uh, between the late 20s, early 30s has been... I've been gang raped so many times. Go ahead and take that out of context. There you go. But either way, you know, even if she did go through this, which I, like I said, I sincerely doubt based on the the reasons that I expressed earlier. But even if she did go through this, so she's an employee of the company beta testing a product with a team that's beta testing the product along with her. This should have been confined to a meeting where she said, hey, this was inappropriate. I would like to, to file a complaint regarding these guys' behavior and... It also brings uh, attention to the fact that we need a, a, a fail-safe you know, where people can disengage. And that's perfectly acceptable to have some sort of fail-safe where people can disengage. Um, and and uh, it's also perfectly acceptable to hold somebody accountable if they do engage in that kind of behavior in, a, in an environment where it's not expected. Because this is apparently one of these social types of, you know, it's not just, it's not a game. It's, it's like... Uh, like one of those, there are a bunch of different, um, not virtual worlds, but muds that are not really games. Like they're just people hanging out and chatting and stuff. And that looks like that's what this was. And usually it's teenagers that, that populate them. Uh, so this kind of behavior should be expected because teenagers do stupid things and they're rude to each other and they bully each other and all kinds of stuff. It's teenage behavior they haven't grown out of it yet and you know so in a in an environment like this the uh the the programmer should be prepared to uh give people the option to to disengage like that like you should be able to do it quickly and easily and uh and you know in an environment like this if the creators of the environment want to prevent that kind of behavior they should have a rule that's stated up front and you know, the beta tester should have been aware of that. And uh, and then if you violate the rule that's stated up front and made clear and uh, unmistakable, then you have a repercussion. That's just, that's a really simple way to handle things like this. Not actually getting on the internet and writing a medium article and grabbing news media attention and, and uh, you know, becoming a psycho hose beast and, and complaining as though, the same thing that happens to people in real life, um, you know, happened to you in the game and, and, and uh, it's just as traumatic. It's not. It was a game. Yep. You could have stopped any time. You could have taken the, the gear off. Uh, you know, you, if, you have, if it's connected to a device, obviously, you could shut off the damn device. You don't have to experience that. Nobody was holding you down in real life. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you very much. That's really nice. Thank you. Um, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, she's obviously going to use this to um, try to make some money. But uh, I, I don't know. Like, man, the, the metaverse is not sounding very good to me. Like, I keep hearing, you know, nothing but things that I don't want any any association with whatsoever 
I was never really interested, to be fair, but um, yeah, this sounds like pure cancer, and I hope that you guys aren't seriously thinking about joining the metaverse, but, you know, do what you want, uh, but yeah, no, it, it, a hard pass, a hard pass for me. Um, okay. Is anybody shocked to learn that Facebook employees are bullies, though? Yeah, no, well... They, they're bullies that work with other bullies, and that's yeah. why I think it's probably a good idea to stay away from them because what she's engaging in is is bullying as well. She's just doing oh, yeah. the female version of bullying, which is bullying by playing the victim. Um, cry bullying. When, yeah, cry bullying, exactly. So, no thanks. I'm good. Bullying by calling people bullies. It's yes. so easy to forget that that's even a possibility. Yes, yes, that's a good way to put it. So, does anybody else have any other final thoughts on the metaverse story? I didn't know it was the same woman. I thought it was a, it had to be a different woman. I didn't know it was the same woman. Well, so it was we'll, from her from December. Yeah. So that but I'm that trying was, to figure out. I'm trying to figure out who the other woman was because, like I said, this was like maybe two years ago. Yeah. Where she it was it was the same sort of VR thing, and and I remember it was even even more dramatic retelling. Like it was nearing me, pinching and prodding at me. I, I remember. And his that. username was Big Bro Two Thousand or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that, and yeah, like I don't know, letting women play video games was a mistake. All right, so <laughs> we, we should just Candy Crush. You all have your place. Yeah, Go to Candy a, Crush. They want that's you. That's not there. a video game. That's not a video game. Phones are not consoles. I don't care what people tell me. If they're ba you're basically playing like you know gambling simulators and paying tremendous amounts of uh, in in microtransactions to buy gems or gold or whatever the fuck. If you want to do that, go ahead. To me though, that's not a video game. <laughs> so do what you want. Um, we gotta we gotta call it something else. I don't know. So uh, garbage is, I think I'm going to propose that for, for uh, cell phone gaming. But anyway, we are now uh, done with the stories because I only picked four this time. So we're going to go a short in. Sausage. Yeah, it's a, it's a short, it's a shorter than clean, average sausage. Clean. Yeah, I, I like them a little shorter personally. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go into the patronly show and we're going to be looking at this article from the Daily Beast. And yes, we will probably like have a real conversation about the whole Joe Rogan thing, which, you know, I just I was just talking to someone on my social media about this briefly. And there is this mistake that I see people make. I think it's a mistake where I defend someone because I think that they have been treated unjustly. And then the people presume that because I defended them, that I'm a fan of theirs or that I like them. That, that it, and and I, I think that that's really the wrong way to look at it. Like, I only do this out of principle or regardless of who it is. So I'm not particularly a big fan of Joe Rogan's just because I think he has the right, you know, to... Uh, well, he has the right to do what he wants with his show and he should have the guests on and he doesn't owe anyone an apology for anything, period, full stop. And I feel like he fucked up when he bent the knee. But beyond that, I mean, like, you know, it's just about keeping it like, OK, is here's what happened to this person. Is it right or wrong? 
And I'm just going to be like, well, if it's right, then I'm going to defend it because it's right. If it's wrong, then I'm going to call them out because it's wrong. Not because I like them or I side with them in some way. And so, like, this guy was like, I was criticizing Andrew Yang because Andrew Yang threw, well, I wouldn't say he threw him under the bus, but he basically came out and defended Joe from the accusations of racism. And then he backed down from that immediately deleted it and gave the most mealy mouth apology yeah. oh god it was yeah. so disgusting and i said andrew yang is spineless and then this guy responded and he was like what did he do and i told him what happened and then he goes um well i don't you know but and then he lists off his problems with joe rogan and i said i don't care about that dude i don't care what your thoughts are on uh, on joe rogan's opinions of psychedelics or, you know, that he's like, you know, not like, I don't know, like the 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 alpha Chad that 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 doesn't bend the knee. I think it's wrong that he did. I called him out. But Andrew Yang is also spineless because he didn't stand up and like stand on his principles because he's weak. And in addition to that, and the last thing I'll say about this is, is that um, Andrew Yang is often like, like presented as like, oh, he's like a good moderate, right? But no, he's just weak, guys. And also, here's a really good example that directly relates to men's rights so that you guys know what I'm saying. Okay, so Warren Farrell in 20, leading up to the 2020 election, I think it was in 2018, 2019, he was uh, going to the debates of the Democrat Party because Warren Farrell is a Democrat. So he goes to the Democratic debates and his whole idea was to give them a copy of his book, The Boy Crisis, and then plead with them, ask the Democrat candidates, would you please bring up men's issues? As a, And here is a book and it has all this statistics in it. And he like talked to every candidate, including Andrew Yang, that was there. Okay. And Andrew Yang, there's actually footage of them hanging out. And Andrew Yang is like, oh, I think these are really important issues. Blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, when Warren Farrell went to follow up with the Democrat candidates, you know what happened? They all turned him down. They said, nope, sorry, we can't work with you because if we work with you, if we express any support for men's issues and boys' issues and things like fatherlessness, we're going to lose the single mother vote and the feminist vote. And of course, we as Democrats need the single mother vote because we've created a dependent class of women that cannot survive without voting for us and the feminists who just, that, I mean, it's basically the same shit. And Warren Farrell got kicked to the curb after they kissed his ass and Andrew Yang was one of them. And then after that, a couple of years later, I think it was pretty recently, Andrew Yang spits out a statistic about what's happening to boys. You know where he got that statistic? From Warren Farrell's book. The book that he did not actually give any credit to. And he didn't say anything about it. So that is a piece of shit as far as I'm concerned. You should have stood on principle when you heard from this man and he was trying to get you to help him and you didn't because it wasn't convenient at the time. You can't depend on politicians to actually address men's issues, is what I'm saying. The best you can hope for is that they just get the fuck out of the way. But they won't do that because that's not in their nature. So I will stand up for Joe Rogan on principle while also disagreeing with him. And Andrew Yang is a spineless piece of shit. And that's it for me. So you let us know what you guys think about this in the comments. 
Uh, does anybody have anything they want to say before I close it out? Because I know that. No. Okay. Yeah, going back to the same party over and over again when they throw you under the bus every election cycle. They make you promises, and then when when they get in, they do nothing for you, or they pretend to listen to what you have to say. But when it actually comes time to to uh, create and vote on legislation, the the complaints that you made are not present in that room. Um, you know, it's it's pretty much the same thing as going back to a partner who beats you. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot of oh, they'll get better if I just keep, you know, voting for them. No, they won't. They will never get better. And that goes for both of the main parties. You you know, you see uh, the Republican Party being divided between people who are open to to change within the party. People who are open to uh, the 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 uh, ways that Trump introduced. And even if they are still old school conservatives, um, they're open to not being progressive Republicans anymore. Um, they're they're open to being libertarian conservatives, more libertarian conservatives. Uh, you see that side of it, and then you see the other side of it that are the never Trumpers. Um, people are stopping their loyalty to the never Trumpers because they have seen that they are being thrown under the bus. And if the Trump side of the Republican Party does the same thing, they'll have their their short heyday, and they'll get dropped too. And Democrats need to do that to their politicians too. If you've been voting for the same person all of your life and you're in your 60s and you realize that not one single one of your complaints has been addressed, change who you're voting for because they're not helping you. You're going back to the partner who beats you and then promises to be better the next time after bringing you flowers or some shit like that. Yeah. Anyway, I have sympathy for, for Warren because I know that he's just trying to do what he thinks is right in the way that he thinks is best. But um, I just I, I just don't see politicians, and that's why I, don't, I didn't say Democrats. I don't yeah. see politicians looking out for men because they're too busy pandering to women. And why wouldn't they? Women make up the majority of voters. Women uh, tend to vote in their own self-interest, so it's easier to get the government to say, oh, we'll give you things if you vote for us. And so that's what's going to happen because that's what women vote for. So um, to be honest, uh, classic liberals and libertarian conservatives need to get together and create a room of their own. Honestly, I think that 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 group, that segment of the population, would outnumber everybody else and be undefeatable. Yep. But um, anyway, with that said, we gotta we're gonna go into the after show. Uh, I did. Oh no, that's it for the super chats. I I feel like I I thought there was another one, but there wasn't. So I want to thank uh, everyone for coming on the show, including my panelists or my co-hosts. Um, you know, Mike J, Random Cam, and Hannah. And I want to thank uh, Mike J and my wife Lindsay for doing the write-ups. And I'd like to thank you guys most of all for watching. Uh, I would really like to know what you guys think about everything that we talked about. So please leave a comment and um, yeah, be sure to uh, consider going to feedthebadger.com to offer us some support 
because it's the only place we're getting any support to be honest so if you guys like this video please hit like subscribe if you're not already subscribed to the bell for notifications uh leave us a comment and please share this video thank you guys so much for coming on today's episode of hbr news and we will talk to you all in the next one for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.